Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. From Asthma Core Studios near Detroit, Michigan, it's Unregimented. Gangsters, what's up, guys? And now, here are your hosts. All right, welcome to Unregimented number 258. I'm Chris. I'm Aaron. I'm Rich. And yeah, midterms. Woohoo. Bet you voted. Sort of. You didn't abstain. Well, I mean, I said I was going to vote on the uh, propositions, and I might vote on the. Uh, some candidates. Yeah. I basically, I basically, since I was there for the propositions, I just, I, I cast what I call a, a, a protest ballot. I didn't vote for anyone who was going to fucking win, except for Attorney General. Legalized, <laughs> legalized weed and a Republican Attorney General. They, it's not chocolate and peanut butter. Those two don't go together. <laughs> I want to, I want to fast track this as you know, this legalization of recreational marijuana in this state as quick as possible with this little. Yeah. Uh, well, the, in front of it, the track's already laid out, and it's not a fast one. <laughs> but it's but it's but the same as the the rest of the states. It's, it's following the yeah, same pattern. It's maybe a little but, slower. But the thing yeah. is, what I'm more concerned about is it might take a year, two, whatever, for shops to open. But if it's signed into uh, law, the possession part of it goes into effect. Okay. Ten- Ten days from the sixteenth of well, November. I wanted, yeah, I, I wanted to talk about some of the other propositions, but I guess let's get this one out of the way. <clears throat> Excuse me. That uh, it would, I think it's uh, <clears throat> as soon as it's ratified by uh, some other body of government, and Michigan has to actually like ratify the vote in some way, and then it becomes law. At that point when it becomes law, possession is legal. Acquiring it is a different story. I guess you just have to assume that everyone is growing it themselves. Oh, yeah, when that, when that possession part takes place, you can grow up 12 plants. Right, you can grow your plants. You can hold like 10 ounces. You can walk on, around with two and a half ounces. I mean, I don't know who walks around with two and a half O's. But Someone who likes to party. Yeah, it's possible. Well, that's it's. I there was a, some. I mean, you know, I think a lot of this, honestly, uh, a lot of the the leniency with the high amounts of uh, of this drug that that they're willing to let people walk around with is probably due also to the different forms that it's going to come in. So you might have like some, you know, brownies. Or something that's going to add significantly to that weight, but most of that's like the brownie. Well, there was some Republican something or another that was on uh, the news talking about, uh, well, you know, just because it's passed doesn't mean it's going to go into effect as written. Uh, there's no way we're allowing people to walk around with two and a half ounces. And, you know, at first I was like, yeah, two, who, who does walk around with two and a half ounces? But then I thought about this. If I back a motherfucking 53-foot fucking trailer up to a liquor store and got the money, I can fill that fucking trailer and drive off. And it ain't nobody's goddamn business. So fuck you, motherfucker. Stop trying to fucking to back door shut this down. Just, well, you lost. Walk the fuck away. There's a lot of things to consider with that two-and-a-half-ounce limit. Um, 
first of all, in the way that, you know, this conservative man was saying that it, probably what he's referring to is the fact that a lot of local governments will have say over whether they'll have shops at all. And while they can't make it a crime, they can still probably choose uh, ways to regulate it. But that two and a half ounce limit might mean that somebody who might live in a county or a, uh, a city that has banned legal cannabis from their borders, who then has to make a trip, you know, 45 minutes an hour out of town to find the nearest dispensary. He's not going to do that all the time. He wants to stock up. Maybe he's elderly. Maybe he's disabled in some way, doesn't drive. Uh you know, that, that one trip is like uh, an $80 Uber round trip that he has to take. So he wants to do that once a month or once, right. every, once every six weeks or something. He goes and stocks up. He has to carry this large amount with him. It should be legal. Well, it's still to like transporting it for medical marijuana, isn't it? You can't, you can't just cruise around with the shit in your fucking... Uh, no, you got to lock it up. In your, yeah, in, the, in a, in the in a glove compartment with a lock or in the trunk. Yeah. Because, you know, well, everybody okay. I know with a, with a medical card does that. That is, you're, you are correct for the restrictions on medical marijuana. I don't know that it's going to be the same under recreational marijuana. If it has... There's definitely uh, in the law that... They don't want intoxicated driving, no smoking while driving. If you have the odor of, uh, you know, burnt uh, weed in your car, that would be an issue. I don't know that it's going to be an issue just having it. Like, you know, unsmoked, not in a bowl or in a joint or a half-smoked joint well, or something like it. that in your car. It's just kind of the same as like carrying around a beer that you have not opened. I mean, if you've got like, you know, four left on a six pack, they might question you, but you're allowed to transport unopened alcohol and you're allowed to transport unconsumed drugs in that manner as well. Well, it's just the, the, the way this guy was talking, he was trying, he, he, he walked up to the edge and started flirting with the edge by, you know, of trying to turn it into a, well, you know. It's a health issue, two and a half ounces. And I'm like, if you got $10, you can go buy two-fifths of rot gut liquor, and that's going to kill the average person if they fucking slam them. Two and a half ounces, you'll pass out before you die. You won't. You wouldn't make much. it. You wouldn't make it. Through. You would probably get through maybe a half an ounce before it's nap time. That's what I'm saying. Right. And it's, it's just more fear, had... it's, it's more fear-mongering. What are you fear-mongering for? It passed. Stop trying to, you know what I'm saying? And then he, well, car insurance is going to go up because of the accidents. And it's like, wait a minute. We have legal booze. The minute you turn 21, does your car insurance go up because now you might drink? That's not how well, insurance works. Well, it's, 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 he's a Republican, right? So oh. fear is their, like, that's their go to tactic. Right. That's what I was thinking. He's just playing to his base. He has no other, he's not just going to give in to it. You can't go back on years of preaching that it was a sin. Well, it's just, yeah, it's. I, I the, the some of the arguments against it have blown my mind, and I, I you know, I brought them uh, one of the one. It's going to be worse than the crack epidemic in the black community. I'm just like, mm -hmm. okay, you people, you need yeah, to calm the fuck down and smoke a joint. Oh, all right. Well, yeah, you know, yeah, have you looked at? Colorado, Oregon, Washington, California. Right. That is not happening in those states. All the weed babies being born. 
the weed babies being abandoned. What, they born with a bag and holding a bag of Doritos or what? <laughs> yeah, it, it. If you're looking at statistics of a lot of the big thing that they like to trot out is the ac- traffic accidents. People are going to be getting high, getting into car accidents, and look, you know, here's more incidents of uh, weed involved in traffic accidents in Colorado. You know, oh, that's kind of a skewed way to look at the statistics. Actually, if you look at the overall statistics of traffic accidents since marijuana was made legal, they've gone down like they do just about everywhere. Well, I'll be, you know, I'll be. cars continue to get safer. You know, freeways can, uh, technology continues to improve. And plus, the, in most major cities, you have so much traffic, you can't get enough speed to actually ram somebody and get your airbag to go off. Well, I, I don't worry about drunk drivers. I don't worry about high drivers. I worry right. about people on their motherfucking phones more than anything else, because that's the shit that I see that, that damn near causes accidents all day long. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's And so the statistic that they're actually looking at is just going... Well, the, the number of incidents where we, marijuana was found in the car have gone up. And you're like, well, yeah, no shit. Because well, all of a sudden it's legal now. So people are going to be driving around it? with it. They're going to be getting in accidents when they're doing the same old shit. It has nothing to do with them high or not or whether they're smoking. They're probably, again, on their phone, not paying attention or just something inevitable. Ha- I mean, just shit is going to happen. <laughs> That has nothing to do with the weed. Just because you found it well, scattered pro- around the car doesn't mean the person was trying to roll a blunt while they're driving with their knees. Yeah. And we brought it up on the Weezman podcast here on ChristopherMedia.net a bunch of times that it's you're going to find if you're not looking for it, you're not going to find it. But now that you're looking for it, you're going to find it. Exactly. How much was the how much of your study was involved in looking for that one particular thing as a possible cause of accidents? Before it was made legal, nobody was really paying attention to that statistic. So now you have a, a statistic, a number versus nothing to compare it to last year. Anyway, so uh, but I did want to say that for the rest of the layout, uh, the, the timeline in Michigan, it is kind of baked into uh, the bill that passed that there's going to be about a 24-month period. Before shops are actually getting 24, 24 months. Yes. So not even likely at the beginning of 2020, but closer towards mid towards end of that year. Well, hey, glad I glad I re-upped my card for two right. more years. Those are, yeah, so I was going to say, those are good for two years. So now's a good time, Michiganders. To get that one last run at the uh, quote-unquote medical system. But overall, it was uh, a good thing for just personal freedom, right? Even if you're not a smoker. Yeah, it's it was, something that I would vote for even if I wasn't a smoker. Yeah. Well, it won by what, 66%? Did it end up getting that high? I saw like late exit polls that were getting close to 60. But yeah, if it... If it won by sixty six percent, think about this. That's enough of the of 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 a vote to amend the constitution. Two thirds of the people that vote have to vote for an amendment to to the constitution. I know that worked in like the the represent for the representatives is that 
what you need for uh, if there's a uh, I don't know. When's the last time that we actually amended the Constitution through uh, a popular vote? Oh, I have no idea. It doesn't seem I to do. happen that often. By the way, the final totals were 55 to 44. Okay. 55 to 44, so pretty healthy. And the UP yeah. apparently wanted nothing to do with this, if you look at the county-by-county county map. But there's actually two more important things that uh, – more important uh, – uh, what do they call them? Proposals. <laughs> proposals, thank you. Had too much of proposal one. Uh, first of all, the, I guess you could call it an anti-gerrymandering proposal, which was basically setting up an independent council to draw lines based on population and set up districts that way instead of by whoever is the majority uh, doing that job for themselves and carving up their own districts. So that's a way to put power back in the hands of the people. Also, the... Is that a snort? Uh, No, sorry. sorry. I I forgot my mic was on. (laughs) Shit on my phone. I was blowing it off. Sorry. (laughs) I thought you were like, yeah, right. (laughs) And also the automatic registration proposal, which also passed. I thought that already was a thing. Like when I was 18, when I I got, when I renewed my license when I was 18, they were like, hey, registered to vote now. We were were talking about, yeah, with your registration, there's nothing about doing this in conjunction with with, uh, driver's license, though, was there? I thought I I read that. that on there. Uh, we've had that, and I think uh, a lot of states are getting that overturned, the the motor voter thing. But yeah, this is just, I guess, automatic, right? I mean, the government has your information anyway. So it's just when you you turn 18, they just go, hey, you're registered to vote? Right. Here's where you're registered to vote. And Ever since I came back from... Arizona in what ninety eight? Every time I've had to re up my license in the in the state of Michigan, they're just like, "Okay, you're registered to vote." They don't even ask me. Right. So I, I whatever. I I guess some DMVs or Secretary of States don't do that. I don't know. I either way, the gerrymandering thing with me was was probably long run most important the one i cared about the most no not but it's the, probably the most important one now on your guys ballot in where i voted there was a proposal for lowering the age for uh people to run for mayor or uh city council from 25 to 21 did you guys have that no, no. we don't live in your city oh, okay so, <laughs> dude, i actually I voted, said while i was we all voted the, I just said while I was filling it in, like, 21-year-olds are idiots. No. <laughs> for, for city council? I mean, have you seen the people that get on city council? They're yeah, have, like you, have you talked to most 21-year-olds? 21-year-old idiots. <laughs> my, my brain at 21 years was get drunk, get laid, repeat. That's most I've 21-year-olds. Heard, I've heard audio from the Detroit City Council that sounds more mature than most 21-year-olds. Or uh, less mature than most 21-year-olds, I should say. Oh, that's the, Detroit City Council's a special bunch. Isn't it? <laughs> it was a bitch they called the one guy, Shrek. 
You look yeah. like Shrek. <laughs> in the most sassy, in the most sassy, fat black woman voice she could muster, too. <laughs> Neck rolling, teeth sucking, Shrek. And I'm just like, oh, way to live up to the stereotype. Someone throw a chunk of watermelon. Let's complete this stereotype <laughs> here. Jesus Christ. Great soda in one hand. Oh, God. It's just like, you, you understand this is being recorded, right? You know this is, people can see this, right? <laughs> no, I, we all three voted in different cities. <laughs> I felt bad for Aaron when he told me he had to go to Taylor to vote. Oh, it wasn't that far away, and it was quick. Taylor Maybe. Chuck, you don't give a fuck about democracy. <laughs> you saying the turnout wasn't all that? <laughs> I'm surprised no, it I, run well in Taylor. I went. I went pretty early. I was like 250th voter in the in my district. Yeah, and and by the way, what the fuck? It, I, I, you know, uh, election day on Facebook. Everybody's number one four five, number two three six. Oh, I didn't Just, know. Just shut the fuck up. You got your sticker, your participation trophy. You don't need to go on and fucking virtue signal on Facebook that you fuck. Here's my my voter number. No one gives a fuck. Grow the fuck up. Jesus, God. Now you got to save that. that it, make sure that you get in the front row for the next Beto O'Rourke rally. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. He's, he's going to line them up by number. I loved NPR on Wednesday. Well, I'm glad he didn't win. Now he can run for president. There you go. That's that's the demo. Good thinking, Democrats. You think? That's how we end up with Trump for another four years. You stupid fucks. I didn't. I did not watch the cover much of the coverage that day, but I couldn't help peeking here and there. I turned on NPR a couple times and uh, and looked at Twitter a little bit. And I saw how close that race in Texas was, and that's pretty astounding that he even got that close. Ted Cruz, by people in his own party's words, oh. is the most hated man in Washington. Doesn't he couldn't beat the most hated man in Washington. Even people in his own party hate him. Come on, man. No, that's a... But mm. that's the old politics of personality contests. This is the new politics of, well, I guess we got a, a dog on our team, but... It's our team, so that's who we're going to vote for. Yes, I'm voting for a piece of shit. No, I will never vote for a Democrat again. I will keep voting for pieces of shit if that's what all, the Republican Party offers me. Jesus, God. Uh, well, I, yeah, whatever. Run them. Why not? Throw everything at the wall. See what sticks for 2020. The, the, the most depressing thing was turning on the news on Wednesday and they're talking about all the election results and everything. And at the very end of the segment, they go. And by the way, the count or the uh, the the mm, the campaigns for 2020 start today. And I'm like, oh, didn't we just end an election cycle? Can we have like a two week like you'll get a break ever? It just yeah, uh, Trump started two years ago, so they're late. Yeah. Well, first of all, he never came off the campaign trail. Yeah, true. <laughs> he just stayed on it. But it's just like, oh, God. Wait, really? You got to rub it in like that? <sighs> all right. So you feel good about your choices as a voter? I only voted on the proposals, quite honestly. 
I wasn't I, I I wasn't educated enough on all the candidates, and I wasn't gonna fucking make a half-ass decision. Well, I mean, if I'm if I'm voting no, by I, 2018 standards, I am. I guess I'm 50-50 because I voted diversely. I voted for women as well as men, but I didn't vote for any. I voted pretty much one Democrat, a few Libertarians, one Green Party, and one Independent. Yeah. I went straight Democrat and yes on all proposals. Yeah, I, I was yes on all the proposals. That said, except the one for the the twenty one year olds. He said it was just like absolutely not while filling in the circle. Yeah, but I mean, especially for the House and for Governor. I mean, that, that's all I want out of the House right now. There's been a lot of talk about what the House is going to do with their with the. Uh, their new liberal majority. Nothing, because because the Senate's still Republican, and so is the president. It's going to be two years right. of gridlock. Well, yeah, this- if if what you're talking about is getting any actual major legislation through, yeah, I, mean, I wouldn't completely underestimate Nancy Pelosi, and uh, certainly there's been kind words exchanged. <laughs> Not directly, but in reference to Donald Trump and, and vice versa, that uh, about bipartisanship. Yeah, so sure. I mean, maybe she might find a way to, to work with them to get some things that actually might need to get to no, get I'm, done. No, I'm but, calling bullshit on it because they're, they're they're nice words, but I'm looking at your actions in the past for both of them. Sure. No, I don't expect it to hold, and I don't really care if it does or doesn't. I want a, a Democratic majority in the House so that they can <laughs> investigate. I 100% want them to, you know, get things like Trump's tax returns if they can. Yeah, but the Senate could stop them. The Senate outranks them. Uh, no, the Senate doesn't outrank them in all matters. I mean, they can... If the House puts together legislation, the House and it can't get through the Senate, then yeah, that and that way they outrank them. I just to me, this was worst case scenario. You got one party in one and one party in the other. Good luck, everybody. This is this is the worst case scenario. This case is worse than having a Republican majority in the House and the Senate. If your goal is getting shit done, this is the worst case scenario. Well, I guess it depends on what you want to get done. Anything. That's the thing. Like that's. Did you want them have... to dismantle the ACA? Did you want them to build a wall? But quite honestly, dismantling the ACA doesn't affect me. It may, and it, and fair enough. But you know, it does affect a lot of people in this country. Okay, but again, I, there's I, a Republican no Senate that, that will any stop apathy? anything the Democratic House tries to do. Everything that comes from the House has to flow through the Senate and then up to the President. So you have a Republican Senate and a Republican House. I'm just, I'm, I'm not optimistic. You're talking of, about the path of legislation, not everything, not all information, not any uh, request. That's for what they do. They're the legis- they're, they're the legislative body. What what else do they right. do if they don't make laws? <clears throat> well, the same way that every branch of government has the same responsibility, which is oversight. That's the reason that they are in different branches, and that. If the Senate has complete control over what the House does, 
then there is no oversight. That's not the situation. You're talking about the path of legislation, not the... But that's what they are there for. They are the legislative body of the government. They're the body that makes the laws. Yes, and they... Every branch has their job, and in part with that job comes oversight of other branches if they get out of line. And that's what I'm expecting of the House. Doesn't mean that they have the ultimate power to do, to, to clean the House of, of all the criminals like they should, but, you know, I expect at least a fight. Okay. I, I, I am just not optimistic. <laughs> For the next couple of years. Optimistic about, I mean, we we're just, just talking still about legislation. Yeah, about doing what you were put there to do. Yes. Right. Okay. So what were you so excited about on the Republican platform getting done that you're going to now miss because it might not happen with the I didn't Democrats say I was excited about anything on the Republican platform. I'm just saying two opposing parties in each part of Congress ain't going to get shit done. All right, well, okay, great, wonderful. Uh, what, 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 the elephant in the room. What happened to this blue wave that was supposed to crush the Republicans that everyone's been predicting for two years? Because, oh, that's what always happens. Is, is this the blue wave? Because if this was their wave, they're going to need a fucking tsunami to have a chance in 2020. I, don't, I mean, for weeks leading up to this, we've heard nothing but this is the expected result, and this is what we saw. I don't, I don't know what you mean. We saw the... House go to the Democrats, and the Republicans, it was predicted they would either remain the same or actually gain seats in the Senate, and that's what they did. Well, then you're not hearing the people that I'm hearing, and that's fine. I'm talking about, I'm not talking about the people on TV, I'm not talking about the people that write on a blog, I'm not talking about the people that are on a podcast, I'm talking about just everyday people talking about, oh yeah, this blue wave, blue wave is coming in 2018. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do a clean sweep and 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 show that we're unhappy with Trump, really. And this is all the damage you did. This is this is the as angry as as the left has been for two years. This is all the damage they did. I, I hope they have an ace up their sleeve for 2020. Is what I'm saying. I don't know. I think if you look at the results across the country, you saw uh, progressives winning. Where? What do you mean where? Okay, I'm just. I, let me get my list. Well, okay. Things, things that we are, already talked about that have an histo- things that have a historical precedent, like how Michigan. It, it seems like we we flip back and forth. We go, you know. Well, now that there's term limits, you know, the re- Republican for two terms for governor, Democrat for two terms, and another Republican and another Democrat that held up. So I, I expected uh, what's her face to win the state house that did in Michigan. I can't remember her name off the top of my head. Um, but governorships, okay, does that really affect national politics? No. No. I mean, these. Uh, there I'm wasn't. There sure wasn't. Does. I'm, I'm sorry, say again? Uh, absolutely, it does. How? Governorships affect national politics. Yeah. Okay. The, their relationship with the president makes a big difference. Yeah, maybe this president. Because he does fucking be petty as fuck. He is petty as fuck. So, I don't know. I, I'm just going by, like, the 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 race in Florida between the Jacksonville's mayor and the, I forget the Republican's name, and how this was supposed to be, like, a proxy, like, either get revenge for 2016 or set the stage for 2020, and then he lost. And it's like, okay, so where was all this all this crowing that I was hearing from the left? Where is it at now? 
you know, we're going to flip the Senate, we're going to flip the House. Okay, well, you, you did one of them, good, but you didn't flip the, the, the Senate. In fact, he gained, what, three seats? The Republicans gained three seats, right? I believe that's the figure I've heard. Yeah, so... I mean, I don't know. It's, it's, I mean, if you look at what happened to Clinton in his first midterm election, he lost, what, 53 House seats, nine Senate seats. Obama lost 60-something House seats, lost six Senate seats. Uh, those seem like waves. Those seem like people voting in reaction to the guy I didn't want to win won. This seems like, this seems to prove what a lot of people in mainstream media just don't want to admit is that half this country doesn't view the world like you view it. No matter how, many, how much you push that you view it the right way, and your way is the right way, half this country disagrees with you, period. So maybe you need to start fucking, I don't know, being honest with each with yourselves about that shit. I mean, this, this is, have we ever had, I guess I know Republicans will say Obama, have we ever had a more divisive president in our lifetimes? No. I mean, I've, I've, I remember presidents that people just didn't have an opinion about. I don't know anyone who doesn't have an opinion about Trump. And the opposite of, of caring too much isn't hating someone. It's indifference. I don't give a fuck. I used to hear that for when Bush was president, when Clinton was president, when Obama was president. I have not ever heard anyone in a, in a personal conversation say they don't give a fuck one way or the other about Trump. That's, yeah. I, so if that's, I'd agree if, with that. So if that's enough to stoke the fires and get everybody out, and this is as much damage as they did when everybody comes out, obviously we're not as liberal as a country as we'd like to think we are. Obviously we're, and all of us aren't waving the flag to kick down the door and, 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 and you know, be as progressive as we think we, we, we should be. And, and maybe it's time just to look in the mirror and go, yeah, this, this is America. Well, what about this, though? If you actually took, if this vote were, was on Trump, if Trump was running and everybody that voted for a Democrat voted uh, for president in this election and every, for the Democrat and everybody that voted for a Republican in this election also voted for Trump, Trump would lose the popular vote in that. I, it's, okay, I mean, you parse it any way you want, but it's we don't know what it's going to be like two years from now. I don't know. I just, I, for as much chest thumping and, and flag waving that was going on, I've, I honestly, I honestly thought that it, it, there would be a bigger dent put into the Republicans by the Democrats than there was. And I mean, the fact that both, that, that, that both right. the hard I mean, left so and the hard right. So that's just commentary because you didn't vote for any of these people. No, the, the one, I, the one Democrat I voted for won. So I, I guess I, I picked a winner. <laughs> I don't know. That's the only thing I can say about that. But it's just it, 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 when you have both the, the 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 left and the right declaring victory, it's pretty much a stalemate. This feels like a I guess, a, like but a I'm push, confused. You know you're talking about this like you're disappointed. Well, yeah, because I'd like to fucking get this dipshit out of office in 2020. Well, then why didn't you vote for any every Democrat that you could on that ticket? Because, because those are I the only. Because whether you agree with every Democrat or not, those are the only people that have a chance of having a check on the Republicans right now. Libertarian, Green Party, none of these people are going to cut it. Because voting straight party is stupid, quite honestly. Like, it is stupid, and I and it's not something that I condone doing. But as I stated before, 
the election and I held true to it. I voted straight Democrat for that reason, because these are the only ones that are going to have a chance against the Republicans. And every single Republican in power has aligned themselves with Trump or declared that they won't be running again. So what's the point of voting for any of the, those clowns? Well, I mean, it's, you kiss the boss's ass, right? I guess if you choose to work for him. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I just, I, you're, you're, you are the optimist of the podcast. I, I at, at this point, I, I, I feel like, I don't know. It, it's, it's pretty much, isn't it at this point? Like if you want to live in some sort of conservative utopia, there are certain states that are conservative strongholds. You want to live in some sort of progressive utopia? Move to a state that's that's democratic strongholds. There's what? How how many are, are quote unquote swing states are there? Not a whole lot. Now that, uh, Mich- Mich- well, I mean, you know, okay, you got Michigan. I, I've been I've been you know I heard this a lot in the, in the weeks leading up to the election. You know, Michigan's a fairly purple state, and like Chris said. You go to the UP, it's like a completely different fucking state. Southeast Michigan, where Detroit's located, is completely different from the west side of the state, which is completely different from the UP. Oh, right. That's why it's purple. It's the two colors that mix. Exactly. Right. It's just so, but the, yeah, the, population, I mean, going, the population in Southeast Michigan is a lot more dense than any place else in the state and just so happens to be a lot more liberal than the most most other parts of the state. Right, which is exactly what's happened in Texas and why Beto O'Rourke was close to winning that election. But close don't matter. I understand close don't matter, but if you're looking at politics in the long term, is it you're looking at the possibility of Texas being a purple state. So it matters in that respect. Beto O'Rourke's candidacy matters in the respect of how much attention it got. I think the only reason it really got attention is because he actually challenged Ted Cruz. It's out. Texas is red. Because he actually seemed like a viable challenger. It's always going to be red. How can you say that it's always going to be red when we just had that close election? You can can drive with a rifle hanging on a fucking rack in your pickup truck. I don't... (laughs) And I'm not making that up. I could drive all the way through Texas... In one side and out the other and not have the information that you could gather from this recent election that had record turnout in Texas, especially. There was tons of money that was poured into this election for the Senate seat. And it was it came right down to the line. This guy, Beto O'Rourke, got farther than anyone has in I don't know how goddamn long. That's because he's if ever. Was that a record moron? It's because he's the first Beaner Mick to ever run for a fucking public office. And, it, and is that more of a referendum on Ted Cruz rather than the Republican Party in the state of Texas? Like, we just talked about how he's not, he's like the most hated man in Washington. Uh, that's a tight race, though. You know, there's a lot of people vying for most hated. And uh, Ted Cruz manages to clown on himself. I would imagine unintentionally so much that it's almost endearing. You know, watch him try and make fun of Beto O'Rourke early in the race for being in a band and playing uh, playing bass. And then, try, and then nailing himself in the nuts with that basketball and trying to show off his skills. But um, this, this whole conversation kind of reminds me of a quote from The Rock. Like, losers talk about how hard they tried. Winners go home and fuck the prom queen. Okay. Just 
Also, winners analyze both winning and losing strategies to find out what went right and what went wrong. And if you're looking at Texas possibly being a purple state, this it's uh, I mean, there's your your proof. We'll see if it continues to be like that. But you know, like I was saying, the same reason why Michigan, Michigan is a fairly vast state, has pretty big population, and it's purple because of mostly our area in the, in the Metro Detroit area is also, you know, you go have like Grand Rapids and probably in Lansing and other oh, areas no. that are Grand Rapids country. is very red, sir. I used to look Grand, No, maybe Detroit, Ann Arbor, maybe, maybe your well, college Cal- towns, Kalamazoo. Yeah. Your college towns, Kalamazoo, Mount Pleasant. Right. You have a lot of these concentrated areas popping up in Texas too. Yeah, well, you have a lot of the same demographics happening and people who've never been to Texas also don't realize how fucking huge Texas is. I mean, the political climate in Dallas is completely different from the political climate in Austin. Mm -hmm. And then Houston has its own thing going on. And, I mean, just the size of that state is ridiculous. And, like, it's, it's, you feel, going from East Texas to West Texas, you feel like you went to a different state almost. You know, if you've ever been to Austin and then went to Dallas... You know what I'm talking about. You're like, oh, this is two different worlds. Yeah. You know, this is not the same. You know, Austin's like, you know, even even in the 60s and 70s, Austin prided itself on being like the San Francisco of the South, whereas Dallas was like the, you know, the money and America. the oil barons. And yeah, you know, Dallas was so Republican, they shot JFK. You know, I mean, Jesus <laughs> Christ, it don't get much more Republican than that. <laughs> but... I, I don't know. I you you said you you asked a question and I didn't get a chance to answer it. What I I almost sound like you know down that the the, the Democrats didn't do better. I, it's not that I'm rooting for the Democrats. I find myself in a position that pisses me off because I this is how we end up and this is how we perpetuate this cycle. I'm rooting against Trump and the idiots who just fucking co-sign on everything he does. Oh. I'm not rooting for anybody. I'm rooting against him. And by constantly, constantly fucking harping on, let's use the lesser of two evils, we end up with constant evil. Right, right but I mean, uh, I can't, I, you, if, I'm if, trying if, to come up with a sports analogy here. What's two football teams that you hate? Uh, <laughs> Just name. Too. Detroit stop. Lions and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. There you go. Okay. Same. Yeah. <laughs> Lions versus the Buccaneers, right? Mm-hmm. And you hate the Buccaneers more, and you're like, well, I hate the Lions too, but you know, I'd really like to see the Lions beat the Buccaneers, even though I don't really want to root for the Lions. So I'm going to root for the Rams, who aren't even fucking playing in the same game. That's what voting libertarian in this election is to me. Okay. Well, I'm I'm I allowed do. to root for Rams if I want. Yes, you are. That is your freedom. I'm glad that you expressed your freedom. You express your freedom however you want. I'm just and, and strategy for voting straight Democratic because at least they're I, playing in the same fucking game. And in your scenario, I guess next time I just won't bother to vote. Probably won't because unless so watch the, the game. <laughs> yeah. 
I'll, yeah, I'll just pray for a plane carrying the New York Yankees to crash into the stadium during the game and take care <laughs> of all my problems. Now I don't hate any sports team. They were all wiped out in one fell swoop. You know, a.k.a. Asteroid 2020. Let's get on it, guys. Come on. Universe has to hear this. Send one our way, baby. Come on. <laughs> yeah, where are those Mayans with the calendar again? Can you fuckers. Check your math again. I didn't know Mayans could be on CP time. It's a little late for, if we were waiting for 2012. <laughs> Way to go, Mayans. Jesus. Oh, God. I it, Whatever. It is what it is. I just, I, I honestly, I guess I was secretly holding out hope that, yes, there would be a little bit more of a blowback against Trump and his cronies, but... It's just time. It's just time for people who are, are reasonable and logical to, to really go. This is who the fuck we are. This is what we have to work with. Mm-hmm. All right. The the time for sitting with your thumb firmly up your ass, hoping and wishing the world was one way, and ignoring the well, reality of it is done, folks. It's well, done. Okay, but the only source to really tell if if the pressure is being put on Trump by this election is Trump himself. And the immediate response directly after the the next day, he fires Jeff Sessions. He fires Jeff Sessions because he can't do anything about Rod Rosenstein overseeing the Mueller investigation unless he fires Jeff Sessions and then puts in his deputy and is acting at AG and he now oversees the Mueller investigation. I mean, if the if Did the house if the house remained re- if the house remained Republican, he probably would have just left Jeff Sessions in place and known that no matter what the findings were, he couldn't be impeached by his own party, or that it was unlikely that he would be. I mean, did anyone not see that coming? I mean, they him and Sessions have been going back and forth at each other. Are those non hypothetical questions? Am I expected to answer those ones? Yeah. I mean, I, well, I'm not going. Then I'm then I'm not answering them on principle. Okay. They're not real questions. You win. That's what you want, right? You won. Well, what does that do? You with the? Are you not surprised? Is not anything. It's, okay. Okay, but wait, 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 wait. But it, it's it's kind of a valid thing to ask. Like, hasn't there been a target on this guy's back for a while now? Haven't people been like, you know, don't be shocked if this is what happens? Because, I, I mean, it wasn't it just a few months ago there was a report that 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 Trump thought that Jeff Sessions was going to act in Trump's best interest as if he was his personal attorney, and it had to be explained to him that no, that's not the way this works. Okay, he's not the president's attorney. That's not how that works. And, he, and it, I, if, if I'm if I'm remembering correctly, his quote was, "Where's my Leonard? Where's where's my Leonard Cohen? Mm. Where's my Cohen?" Referring to the the lawyer that mentored him when he was younger. Like that's what he thought Jeff Sessions was supposed to do. And it's like, no, no he's not your personal attorney. It was uh, oh, it was Roy Cohn. Cohn, Cohn, not Cohen. Yeah, not Michael Cohen, but Roy. Yeah, I mean, it just. To me, the fact that that was like, okay, the election's over, you're fired. He made his mind up a while ago. He was just waiting for this day. He was just waiting for the elections to be over. I mean, it's that's what we're well, talking about, right? Been, I mean, he's been sitting on. We've known that there's obviously a content, a public, a publicly contentious relationship between the two of them. 
And the only reason that he hasn't gone down this road is because there's been actually Republicans who are strangely silent now that have publicly said if he starts uh, if he starts firing people in order to obstruct the Mueller investigation, that's going to be a big problem. And now it's apparently not a problem. For, I mean, he, nobody's actually taken any side. The person that he's put in place has published op-eds about how he thinks that the Mueller investigation is off the rails. Shocking. Right. Uh, that's what's known as stacking the deck. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, also... I let's, 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 Trump didn't go, oh, really? Oh, what a coincidence. That's the guy I nominated. Yeah. Yeah, I had no idea. It's crazy. Uh, but, I mean, let's let's also... We say he was fired, and essentially he was... But the if fact that his, his public resignation letter said, I am resigning per your request. Per your request. I'm offering my <laughs> resignation. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's pretty much like, hey, I'm resigning, but I had no choice. You know, <laughs> like, you can either quit or be fired. Which one do you want? Uh, okay, I'll resign. And I'll make sure that in this public release statement that everyone knows that you forced me to do this. It's the... I, I, I couldn't do politics because I'd have I just wiped my ass with a piece of paper and put it on his desk. flowery way there. of saying I got fired. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, there's really no other way to read that. Yeah, I guess once you make it high, like, high, enough up, uh, high enough up the political food chain, you don't really get fired, you resign. I'm stepping down amidst this scandal. No, you're basically being fired. But, you know, they just pretty it up. Kind of like, you know, you're not a gas station attendant. You're a petroleum discharge engineer. It's just it's just polite, pretty speak for, yeah, you got the boot, dude. Right. But it's not, You I can't mean, work in this job anymore, but hey, you're still old and white. Like, you deserve to make millions of dollars still. Just go do it somewhere on the private market. <laughs> Your days of sucking off the government teetered, gone. Yeah, just ask where uh, you can go and fail upwards in the private in, in uh, a right. sector, and can constantly fail upwards. You'll probably right. go back to Alabama and rerun for okay. political office. He'll go to the newsstand and ask for the white people paper. You know, with the special <laughs> classifieds in it. <laughs> it's like that white like me skip by Eddie Murphy. No, right. just take it. There's no one around. Take yeah. it. <laughs> Because that's how it works when you're white. We get free shit from other white people. <laughs> Don't forget the white privilege checks that show up every month. <laughs> yeah, he said in his letter that he wanted to spend more time baking cookies in a tree. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we can expect some it's new Keebler cookies. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, asked him if he knew any black people. He's like, well, there's E.L. Fudge. I think he's black. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, what? I hate to go this route, but I have to now. You know, somewhere there's a black guy named E.L. Fudge out there. <laughs> <laughs> I hope. There was a black baseball Probably player named, named Milton Bradley. <laughs> I'm not bullshitting. Yeah, he played for the Milwaukee Brewers. <laughs> surprised there isn't, I'm surprised after like the whole. The the whole uh, Volkswagen campaign with Farfik Nugent. We're not running around seeing a bunch of twenty year old Farfik Nugans. Milton Bradley's parents. They're yeah. playing games and it got out of hand. 
Hey, man, I'm Rich. What's your name? Uh, Farfik Nugan Johnson. Oh, okay. <laughs> Good to meet you, Farfik Nugan. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. So, all right, any surprises on the national scale from the election? Like, any particular races that you guys were like, oh, I kind of thought it would go the other way, and it didn't. Did that socialist win? Uh, you know, I don't know, because I... Honestly. Oh, the crazy-eyed bitch? Yeah, did she win? Who? The, the crazy-eyed socialist That was running in New York? Who? Yeah, it was like a barista a year ago, and she's like, I'm going to oh. run. Oh, yeah. yeah, because I, I, th- I thought she was... I thought I saw... <sighs> she was supposed to be on The Daily Show yesterday, so that would probably air, what, today? They tape them... No, they tape them probably earlier in the day and air it at night. So probably aired last night, so... Well, that was part of the progressive victories that were all over the country. There were many places that were, for the first time, sending, uh, oh, just flat out, sending a woman, much less a woman of color or, a, uh, or women of you know different nationalities. Great. So it's, yeah, it's, 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 hey, ladies, it's your turn to learn the lesson that black America learned with, with President Obama. Your life ain't going to get better just because the person sitting in power shares the same genitalia as you. That's not how it works. But you're going to have to learn that lesson the hard way. So oh. go ahead. It's not necessarily going to get better, but I think it's assured that it's not going to get better if it's just old white men. No, absolutely. The problem is, is that when I have never voted thinking, wow, this person who happens to be white, male, straight, is going to, I'm going to vote for them simply because of those reasons. And there's people that are like, I'm going to vote for women because it's women's, it's women's turn. Okay. And you're going to find out women can be just as shady, just as crooked as men. And then what are you going to do? Because then the bubble of your little fairy imaginary world you live in has been popped. Yeah. But that's very dismissive of what her campaign was really about. I mean, people weren't responding to her because they wanted to vote for a woman. They were responding to her message. I mean, her message was practically communist-based socialism, but that's what they liked about it. Yeah. She supports government-paid health care for all, a $15 minimum wage, free college tuition, and the abolition of the Federal Department of Immigration and Customs Enforcement. Good luck. She's going to learn real quick that shit doesn't get done how she thinks it gets done in Congress. Yeah, that's 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 also what it, even if the person who is elected is of let's say good moral standing, let's say they're the one of the one of the unicorns that made it into the fucking game. Uh, yeah, there's going to be a lot more roadblocks there, and the, their supporters are going to have to learn that what they say on the campaign trail doesn't necessarily mean is what's going to happen the minute they're elected. I mean, you know, have 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 Trump supporters basically? Just well, Trump supporters don't deal in reality. But I was going to say, have they just accepted that Mexico is not paying for the wall? That was never going to happen. Period. End of fucking story. Not unless fucking yeah. hesitant to say this because I don't want to give Trump any ideas. We start imprisoning people trying to come into the country illegally and put them to work building the wall as part of their sentence. That's called like, synergy. It's called what slavery. Last time I looked, but you know, you you get. As long as you're a convicted felon, you can get free, you know, f- damn near free labor out of them. So 
I'm actually kind of shocked he has, no one in the Trump administration has said that to him, and he hasn't at least floated the idea and to see what the response would be. Well, that, there's uh, another two initiatives that voter initiatives that passed, one in Colorado that uh, actually got rid of the practice of what they referred to as prison slavery, and another one <clears throat> that reestablished the voting rights of convicted felons that have served their time. That was in Florida. Yeah, and that was a fucked up system how that worked. I believe it was John Oliver did a, like, when he does the, mm. the major story, one of his major stories was about that. And my, and my brother and I were talking about it, and it's like, what, a group of three or four people make the decision ultimately? Mm-hmm. And for any reason, they can turn you down, and they don't even have to give you the reason? Yeah, hey, wasn't you- Example you have the to story, sh- like a guy did everything he was told, and the guy said, "No, still not doing it." Yep, no. Right. You, you got to show up like it's another fucking parole hearing. Only you've already supposedly served your time, you've paid your debt to society, and still they hold that over you. I don't well, know. I, well, I mean, you guys, you guys know how I feel about that bullshit. Once you're done with your fucking time, everything that you could do before you were convicted should automatically be restored when you are done with your time period i mean it's, it's i it, outside of if you're a violent criminal okay to quote another podcast no more guns for you but you know if you're mm. in there for well i'm in here because i had two ounces and well, they broke up into two separate bags and they got <laughs> me for intent well then you know the first place you need to go is when you get out is register to vote and then yeah. hit the gun shop but that's right. not how it works but i, I mean from the employer's side, do you want to hire somebody that graduated from criminal university? I mean, even if they went in for having too much weed on them, they could come out with uh, better skills than they went in with. I mean, this, I agree with the, the, the notion that, you know, you should consider somebody who served their time as reformed, uh, but the only instances uh, where that works is in like low population socialist countries in Europe where 15 years is the maximum sentence regardless of the crime and there's actual work to reform that person and make them their transition back into society easy and well and even welcoming but and they but, see they see very low recidivism I can't say the word but you know the one I'm trying to say yeah and uh and they see, you know, very high integration back into society. Well, a lot of that starts with the simple fact they go to prison and they're treated like a human being who committed a crime instead of housed like fucking farm animals stuffed on top of each other. And you right. let them fucking and you let them basically run the place except for, you know, prisoners make the rules in prison here in America. And a lot of the issues that happen in the violence and the sexual assaults that happen in prison happens with a wink and a nod from the fucking the staff. They let it happen because, hey, these animals are just the way they look at it. These animals are policing themselves. One less thing I got to worry about. Yeah, that's not we don't we treat our prisoners completely different. And when you treat someone like that, you're going to get someone who starts to act like an animal. But to answer your initial question, I'd rather take a chance hiring a nonviolent felony or, or a felon to work for my company then say no fuck that and then 
I hope no one else hires you. Because then the chances of me meeting him coming the wrong way down a dark alley increase significantly. <laughs> okay. So the, down, the downside to not hiring him is that he comes after you. Well, uh, Rich, I've, I've turned away a lot of, well, not a lot, but I've turned away my fair share of felons, and I've never, no one's ever fucking been waiting for me in the parking lot. No, not not, a, not on a personal basis. Like, motherfucker, you wouldn't give me a job. But it, it's keeping about, him from going out on the street and looking to make that money some other way. Exactly. Right. Well, okay, but you're definitely more liberal-minded than I think probably most people in this country when it comes to that. And I don't disagree with you, but I'm saying the cycle that we have in this country, if you expect that to break, I wouldn't expect that to break on the open-mindedness of employers in this country. It would have to start with the justice system and with the uh, privatization of our, uh, uh, of our prisons. And those two issues you have to tackle first. If you stop making this, these places basically warehouse criminal mills, then you might have a chance of actually, you know, convincing society that the people that are coming out the other end aren't just ground up hamburger, that they're actually real people that that should be accepted back into society. Well, the irritating thing to me is we send people to prison and you're absolutely right. I am very much more liberal than most the general population on this subject. Because the general population's like, good. I hope you get ass fucked motherfucker hope you like sucking on big thick veiny black cock well, bitch well, yeah and it's i mean like, no dude that's not for what for because because homeboy was trying to get high that's right. that's a that, that's real like, quick no. you know people are like a b personalities oh there's two types of people oh uh, you always see two types of people do you you really need to get out more because there's more than two types of people and that and if there's not like two types of people people who end up in in prison and people who don't no, actually, there's a lot of gray area in between there. It's not, you know, a devoted father and husband versus Jeffrey Dahmer. Those aren't the two types of people. There's well, many there are, that get lost in between. There, the only time I, I've, I've laid out, there's, there's only two types of people. And one is right and one is wrong is when that comes to pineapple on pizza. That's it. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. You know, I, absolutely. There are vast swatches of gray between that black and white example and i mean that's the that's the problem we don't treat criminals on an individual basis we lump them all together all right i mean we will we consider stripping them of their humanity as part of the punishment even though well that's the thing like we put them unconstitutional we the people allow the people in charge to set up these meat grinders, and then we allow them to railroad people into these meat grinders, and then we refuse to deal with the product of the meat grinder that we allowed to be built and used. Well, because it takes care of other problems that we can easily ignore, like mental illness. You know, how do we keep this crazy guy off the street? Even his family doesn't know how to deal with him. You know, ah, throw him in the prison. Well, do you notice him in the prison for a while? Come back out. Eventually, he'll overdose on heroin on the streets, and then we won't have to worry about him anymore. You know how you handle the you know how you, you 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 handle the mental health issue when it comes to criminality. You make treating mentally ill criminals as profitable as it is housing them, and then you will all of a sudden see a much more compassionate business owner 
willing to open up that psychiatric hospital as long as he can cash a check at the end of every month. Mm -hmm. I'll help him. That's how you do it. Absolutely. And in that way, you know, every voter has uh, a say in this, whether you you want part of your tax dollars going to fund these prisons or you want it to fund a a place that can help the mentally ill, keep them out off the streets and out of the criminal system so that yeah, we can just concentrate on the violent criminals. That too should be locked up. And I don't know. Well, I mean, I, in, in, you guys know me well enough to know this is this is like one of my pet issues. I, I I've had friends and family that have been ground up in the system, and I've seen what they go through when they get out, and it pisses me off because there are so many different ways we can handle it, and we choose the worst way possible a lot of times simply because, well, it's the easiest way. It takes no effort. Whatever. Just throw them in prison. And when they get out, you're on your fucking own. Whatever. I mean, if maybe if, if we threw them in prison and, and there was more than just go work in the prison dress factory for 12 cents an hour and try not to get you know stabbed or raped and do your time, maybe if there was something, I don't know, like aren't we short on skilled, tra- you know, skilled trades people? We can't teach people a trade in prison, really. So they get out and they have, and they have some shot. I mean, there's no guarantee, but the odds are going to increase if if they have some hope when they get out. I mean, if you've ever talked to someone who's done like a, a a serious bid, a lot of them say the same thing. They feel more hopeless coming out of prison than they did going in, mm-hmm. because they're just like I, I. You go someplace for help, and it's like. Are you a felon? And the minute you check that box, sorry, nothing we can do for you. Have a nice one. You know, and I'm not talking career criminals. I'm not talking murderers and rapists and child molesters. I'm talking the average person. Over 2 million people in this country are sitting in prison tonight. Most of them are not murderers, rapists, and child molesters. Most of them are there because they fucked up and made a huge mistake at the wrong point and the wrong person saw them do it. Right. Whether whether it somebody be, said, "Hey, take this package over to this house, and I'll give you a few hundred bucks," and I went, "All right, I'm not going to ask too many questions. I just need this money." The next thing you know, they're in they're in the in prison for trafficking. Just looking at the fact that they know that they're not going to be able to get viable employment when they get out, so you might as well learn the skill trades that they are teaching in prison. <laughs> exactly. Right? Exactly. <laughs> it's ju- at that point it's just a career decision it's like the scene from blow when they're having drug school in prison well what is your choice right i mean to go out and say well i'm i don't care i'm gonna make it i'm gonna make it on my own i'm gonna start my own business i don't need anybody else well let's see how that goes for you but in reality you better go out with some learned skill that'll keep you know, a roof over your head and food and whatnot. I mean, it's just well, basic survival at that point. Like I once, said, once I, you're sure society's written you off, I mean, you. I'd rather take a chance and, you know, limit the risk as much as I can and hire an ex felon than keep sending them on down the road because then you have, then that creates desperation in that person. Right. And a desperate person starts doing shit because. Any way, any means possible, I'm eating today. And when, you know what I'm saying? That's not, you put a person in that position, not a lot of good's going to come out of it. You put a person in a position where they can at least have a shot at trying to have a, a, a somewhat 
return to normal life, the odds go up that you're not right. going to have a, a criminal going back to prison in, in constantly revolving door. You know, doing life on installment plans, basically. Five years here, three years here, four years here. Because that's just... Right. And it's madness. And, and that's why I'm saying, like, a lot of this, too, starts with the justice system. I mean, even this uh, legalization of cannabis is a small part in chipping away at that, of getting these violent criminals out of the system. And once you stop warehousing people in these prisons, you, you know, I'm not saying that I want to, like, save on my tax dollars. I'm worried about the amount of money being spent. Continue to spend the same amount of money. Maybe increase the quality of, of the experience for those those people that are in prison and even on the other side. I want them to have a little bit of, of money to, to feel comfortable, to, you know, to not have to feel like they need to go out and commit a crime right away because they are flat broke and they have no way of getting money right away. I want them to have, even if it's, even if it's a government job for a while, you know, your tax dollars spent on reforming a criminal are always going to be well spent. Sometimes it's going to be money that's wasted, like anything. You know, not everybody is going to reform. Not everybody can be reformed. Well, shit, we've been in Afghanistan for, what, 17 years? Is terrorism over with? I mean, we'll throw good money after bad to fight that. How many, we've talked about it countless times on this show. How many, how many times during the winter, when it starts getting to be this time of year, do you start going, well, time to play dodge the potholes and keep pouring money into these roads that won't last for more than a year or two, and then they're right back two, three years later, redoing the road they just did two, three years earlier. Well, we have a new governor who's going to fix the damn roads. Yeah, I did think that was funny when she, like, she gets up, she goes, well, I guess I got to fix the damn roads. And it's like, huh? And I'm thinking, yeah, right. bitch, that was what you yeah, ran on. that's what you ran on. <laughs> you better fix these motherfuckers. Better get a hell of a lot of Domino's franchises popping up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, something I thought of, you guys, I haven't, I, I was talking about this with a friend the other day. I didn't even think about this. What happens to people that get popped for weed between now and when the law goes into effect? Well, uh, the once the law is ratified, then as long as they're under the legal limit, then it's fine. I mean, from my understanding of the law, you know, if you're out driving around, I would say for now, if you're driving around with that much weed, just put it in the trunk. Be safe. Right. That's I would go with the current restrictions over medical marijuana. And, you know, if you're if you are found, which when it's ratified, it's going to be like a month or so. So after that point, uh, even if you don't have a medical card, the police can't really say, you know, where did you get this from? None of their damn business. You you are carrying around under the legal limit. No, no, no. What I mean is, but as like, far as buying it, that's still the two years off. But what were you talking about then? Like, if you get popped for possession today, let's say they arraign you tomorrow, it's still and, illegal. And then, and then, like, well, by the time your trial happens, by the time if you select jury trial or something, by the time they select a jury and seat a jury and get in there, now you're being charged on something that's no longer illegal because it's been over a month. I mean, it's that's legal at the time you got caught. 
It was illegal. Yeah, look, I mean, just wear a tie and you'll be fine. <laughs> Seriously. Turn your hat forward when you drive. You'll be fine. <laughs> no, no, no. When you show up to court, like, I, unless the judge really has a hard on for you, I don't think most of them are going to look at, you know, at the intent of the current law, I'm sure, would be a major factor in that decision. Because I imagine that there's going to be police that are like, you know what? It's go time. Let's nail all these potheads while we still can. Uh, I doubt it. <laughs> hey, they're, man. They're not going to get that kind of directive from from their higher ups, I'm hey, sure. Hey, hold on. Don't you remember the police chief of Livonia? What he said about that proposition? That dude was gung-ho about it not, not passing. He cannot be happy. And I guarantee you he's not going to take it easy on anybody who he catches between now and when it, the law goes into effect. Yeah, Maybe. That's what I'm talking about. Those type people, you know, the that's the hip, that's the devil's lettuce. You can't smoke that. Well, so. th- don't sass off to them, and again, wear a tie in the court. You'll be fine. Now, and not one that has pot leaves all over it and says 420 on it. <laughs> yeah, and what I'm saying is, you know, I, not I, I had Jerry it in the trunk. Tie. I had it in the trunk with the nine. I mean, I don't understand what's the problem here. And they're like, wait, there was a gun in there too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you'd like to say in open court, sir? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I just, I, I, you know, part of me, because this is the way my brain works, I'm like, I, can you imagine being the last person in Michigan to get popped right. for possession before the law goes? Like, someone's like, going to be I that guy. 11.59 at 12.01, the law goes into effect. 11.59, you're arrested. You're like, God. Damn it! You know what I'm saying? Well, it's like, uh, oh, it's, it's got to be like seven or eight years, I mean, even more now. I forget, when did I get divorced? It was right before I got divorced, and I was living in Kalamazoo, and my young daughter at the time had turned the knob on the gas range and filled the whole kitchen with gas. Did and, you ever watch Fight Club or something? Where'd she get to, or did she just not know what she was doing? And my ex, she had called... 911 and got the kids out of the house. She didn't know what she, you know, she had no idea how much gas was in there, how dangerous it was. And so the fire department shows up and they clear the place out and blah, blah, blah. And they found her stash of, of pies, like an eighth of weed that was sitting out in the basement. And uh, me being the gallant one, of course, took full credit for it. I was like, nope, she did, didn't even know it was in the house. She didn't want it in here. It was all me. And they, Gave me a ticket for it. And the cop that was issuing the ticket was like, look, it's probably all going to be legal fairly soon anyway. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> I have to do this. How, like, much was, how much was it? Like, was it I'm like, like a half? You don't have to. It was, like, probably less than a half an hour. Uh, yeah, probably like a. I'm just picturing it, like, the cop coming up to you, like, okay, so we found this eighth. Right. And you're taking possession. Right. So we found this gram, and that gram is yours, right? You know, it's like he keeps getting lower and lower as he keeps stuffing it in his pocket. Like, I'm really sorry. I have to do this. Like, you going to tax me twice? I'm just wondering why she didn't open a window. Oh, they don't let you keep it anyway. Oh, it's, look, I mean, she's got two young kids in the house. She smells gas. Man, what kind of narc-ass fucking fire department? Like, is that seriously, seriously, you're worried about a house. You're there because a house might explode. Stop looking for fucking bullshit. Really? Mind your business. I'd have walked past that and been like, oh, shit. Maybe that's why they left it on. They got high and forgot. 
I mean, to the letter of the law, I mean, that was illegal. That's their responsibility to report crimes if they see them, you know? I, yeah, it was, it was a dick move. If I was a cop or fireman, would I be writing out tickets for that type of shit? No, it's petty bullshit, and it doesn't really seem like what I signed up for. But I'm not going to begrudge somebody for doing what it is, again, to the letter of the law, their job. I get once again why I couldn't be a, a police officer. I, I just, like, I'm not going to ruin your life over a bag of weed, dude. <laughs> just, no, I mean, like, if this guy was like, oh, we found this. We know there's more. Go get the dogs. And, you know, I come back to, like, my couch cushions are all cut up. <laughs> that would be a different story. Hey, who the fuck you think I am, Pablo Escobar? Isn't ate the weed? What the fuck? <laughs> I'm not George right. Young here. You see an RV parked? No, right. I'm not driving cross country. No, packed well, with weed. It was like a hundred and eighty dollar ticket. I soon moved out of the city and never paid it. And, it, <laughs> and it's all water under the bridge, <laughs> or over the dam, or wherever it goes. I mean, honestly, if I walked into someone's house and I was a cop and I saw like a meth lab in the basement, yeah, dude, you got it. Okay. Right. You know, put put the bracelets on them. Let's go. I, I might even like if I walk down and I see like plates, credit cards, and cut up straws. I know what I'm going to find if I look hard enough. I might just walk out the door. You know what I'm saying? Like just eh. like I'd pull them aside, dude. Next time, clean up before you call us. Really, asshole. Like, do you know how much paperwork that was sitting down there? Fuck, what's wrong with you, <laughs> idiot? <laughs> Do a quick sweep, then dial 911. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not like you're walking into a shooting gallery. You know what I'm saying? There's not people whose arms are rotting off in the basement. I mean, yeah, that's when you got to do something. That's obviously personal possession shit. Even if I give you the ticket, most likely what are you going to do? Move out of the city and never pay it. So <laughs> it doesn't matter. Well couple more weeks and you'll be able to have what 12 plants growing in your basement so can't do shit about it we're moving the kids to share a bedroom right so we can get our grow operation going (laughs) (laughs) we need a slab but i think we can dig a tunnel that goes to underneath the garage (laughs) how about the garage (laughs) oh I have a key to it. We can get in there. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's full of crap, but yeah. Uh, completely joking, by the way. <laughs> any law enforcement? We- no, any- really. No, I mean, no, like- any law enforcement listening? This is all for uh, entertainment value. There's nothing like growing weed, here. But I don't like it that much, not to grow it. That's like a whole other level. Well, yeah, everyone, uh, anyone I know who's grown it, it's a part time job. It's like a 30 hour a week. Right. Exactly. Exactly. It's a. It's yeah. I have a buddy. Well, if you want, if you want to grow the good shit, that is. I have a buddy who's one of a group of guys who are who who legally grow for and supply to a couple uh, medical marijuana dispensaries. And yeah, there's a reason there's a group of guys because it, one guy it would be a full time job. Yeah, right? you got to trim it. You got to water it. You got to. It's. I had one buddy, and I just watched him. I'm like, dude, this looks like work. I just want some more weed. <laughs> I, went, I went to his house, and it, it, him, his wife, his buddy, they're just, he answers the door, and he's got like a fucking plant in his hand. He goes, hey, what's going on, man? I'm like, oh, yeah, just sitting around trimming some weed. He's like, yeah. 
Well, like, the, might they, as well. <laughs> they reclass once they reclassify it uh, federally, then like Apple can get involved, and then I can just have a pie that sits on my nightstand and just you know magically controls all this shit and just spits buds out. <sighs> they have a grow box that pretty much will do everything for you. Yeah, we've seen those. Takes three but, grand, but uh, yeah, and probably even then, it's like I don't know. It's probably still involves uh, more work than I'd want to put into it. Yeah, you still got to trim it, but it does everything. It, it you can. There's a uh, schedule where it'll add water and nutrients and well, light and all that you know, shit. Sched- schedule's a factor too. Mm-hmm. Like, and it even and it even works. You're gonna, as a, you're gonna as time a, it out so that you have weed when. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I need it today. <laughs> well, too. My problem with I was actually gonna buy it, but the only problem was is it only yields two ounces at a time. Like get the fuck out of here. Right. Yeah, it's like it's kind of like a really expensive, expensive bread maker. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, you're gonna you're gonna make a loaf or two, share it with your friends, and be like, "That was neat." I just yeah. think of like, and then I it goes of, underneath the kitchen sink, and you never see it again. See to me, see to me, weed is like beef jerky. When I want it, I want it now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't want to put it in a dehydrator That's and right. wait three weeks. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> You need the uh, Ronco Grow Up. <laughs> Alexa, how do I get weed from my grow box immediately? Call your dealer. Oh, okay. Plug it into Thank an you. outlet. Hook up your vacuum cleaner. <laughs> I don't know why. It's just a Ronco product. They all attach to vacuum cleaners now. <laughs> well, you know, all I got to say, thank God for motivated potheads. Because, yeah, if 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 people were depending on me to supply weed, they'd be living off the resin in their fucking pipes. <laughs> it's not happening, man. It's hard enough for me to get motivated to wake up, let alone to you know go through all the shit they go through to grow the stuff. And But, you know, once I saw what they go through, now I kind of understand why they treat it like it's pictures of their own children. Oh, smell this. This is that crazy-ass... Superman ice cream shit, and this one over here, and I'm just like, dude, it's just, can we smoke it? I don't need the backstory. Yeah, you know, it's like you walk into a microbrewery and they want to tell you, you know, the history of how they got into it. Just get, just give me a fucking beer. That's it. I don't need the fucking history lesson. Like, you want to give me a history lesson? Do what Sam Adams does. Put it on the side of the bottle. <laughs> I can read it while I'm drinking. Or give me the beer, then give me the history lesson. Yeah, there you drink go. While you're talking to me. Yeah, I'm from the Dennis Leary school of, of that shit. Like, oh, oh, the shot of whiskey. Well, this isn't just any whiskey. Oh, God, what is it? Oh, this is 2,000-year-old special sipping whiskey. Really? Clang! Give me another one. There, yeah. I'm going to sip the whole fucking bottle. What do you say? Oh, can I get a Budweiser? No, this is microbrewing. Why don't you go in the back and microbrew me up a batch of fucking Budweiser? <laughs> Budweiser. <laughs> exactly. Oh, shit. Well, all I know is that... Thank God it passed. Uh, I, I, I honestly didn't think I'd live to see it in the state, but I guess, that, by the way, that's more of a comment on how long I've expected to live, not that it would never get legalized. <laughs> I, I figured Chris and Aaron would live long enough to see it. I didn't figure I'd live long enough to see it. <laughs> so, you know, that's, hey. And I don't think people are making a big enough deal out of it because it's the first Midwest state. Like, you know, we've already started on the coasts, but the middle of the country is going to be hard, and someone had to be the first. I'll take that hit. Exactly. Literally and figuratively. 
<laughs> Absolutely. I will say this. It's probably going to be interesting driving through Ohio with Michigan plates now, more so than it has always no, been. No, no because as much of a red state as people think Ohio is, they're actually pretty friendly with weed. Uh-huh. The only time I've ever gotten busted, I got busted in, we got busted in Cincinnati, and you can Wait have a you're kind of arguing against your own point, but go ahead. <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm saying is you can have up to three ounces in Ohio, and it is a civil infraction. Yeah, really? it's basically discri- decriminalized yeah. in much of Ohio. Oh, shit. Yeah. I have no idea. The cops busted up in our hotel room because people called and complained because I was in a band with a bunch of idiots. But, yeah, they came in. They took our weed, and they said, as long as you got under three ounces, we're just giving you a traffic ticket. Like, Come on in, then. Here's a weed. Give me my ticket. Thank you. And then when they leave, hey, you still got the holdout stash, right? <laughs> you say, come on in. You help us smoke these blunts. We'll have exactly three ounces left, and then you can write your ticket. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the thing is, they were cool Let me just about- roll up a couple half-ounce blunts. <laughs> At the end, they were joking about it, and one of the cops did make a, a joke that, hey, some of this might make it back to the station. That's what I'm talking about. It's I wouldn't be that cop. I'd be like, I found you with three ounces. Two, like, talk to the next guy. I found two ounces in this room. Talk to the next guy. I think dude, I found we, an eighth. Well, dude, compared to dude, we me and my buddy each had a quarter. Ooh. So you're like, yeah, give us our ticket. Had, uh, Thank you. I had a friend who will remain nameless who had a, a grow up in his house, and he lived in a like a suburban neighborhood. And he had an alarm system for his house, and he took some of his, uh, he rolled up a couple joints and took them over to his neighbor's house that he smoked with frequently, and I guess set his alarm, but didn't, maybe the door didn't latch all the way and it came open, something triggered the alarm. He was in his neighbor's house smoking, the alarm goes off, he doesn't notice, the cops show up. He comes home, he walks back next door to his house to find that all lights are on and there's cops all over his place. Uh, that's when I'd have kept walking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Not to see here. Well, he goes, <laughs> not there. He's, he's I'm glad the my neighbor's getting busted. Right. He, well, he's the homeowner. He's figuring like, <laughs> Oh, okay. I don't, I don't want to be like a fugitive, you know? <laughs> so he goes back and, uh, you know, one of the, I guess maybe detectives that was handling the case sits down with them. On the couch as like the cops are escorting all of his plants off the premise. And he says to him, this is all personal stuff, right? And he's like, all this? And he's like, yeah, it's all personal, right? Well, it's all our personal now, but (laughs) 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 this is just your personal for your own personal stash, right? You're not selling anything. Yes, yes, yes. You're a pothead, sir. (laughs) Yes. Got away with the ticket. And they got away with quite a bit of weed because he had a <laughs> number of plants in there. There was a lot of cops whose asses were glued to the stool at the local Dunkin' Donuts for the next couple of weeks. <laughs> Just fucking high-ass cops driving around. Do you know why I pulled you over? No, officer, I don't. Well, I don't know why I pulled you over either, so why are we talking? I don't know. You're the one who got behind me. Flick the lights. Sir, officer, are you high? <laughs> Do I smell marijuana? Is it? Do I smell marijuana? Do I gorilla my shirt laundry? <laughs> Do you know where I can get some? <laughs> oh, crazy! See that the the thing that the thing that 
now like I, I'm I'm looking towards like the future is like going into these shops and being like, uh, yeah, let me get, uh, you know, an eighth of your, you know, mid 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 strength, mid level, whatever the fuck, uh, indica, and it's like, well, hold on a sec, and they move back a wall, and they're like, you have to choose from all this, and dude, like, that's oh. you've never been. Have you ever been inside a dispensary? No, even. I, even the when one I, I go to, there are dozens of choices. Mm-hmm. No, the, the 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 dispensaries that I've delivered to on Eight Mile, or the ones in Detroit, and then the one in Wayne, they won't let me pass the front. No, they they legally can't. Yep. Like now, I can smell the motherfucking place the minute I open the door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, mm, no, but the, okay. the way the system is is yeah, you can't you can't go to where it's sold without a card. It's every dispensary is laid out that way. There's at least that's how it is in Michigan. Now, in Washington, dude, you just walk in the door and it's like Weed Mart. Like, they just check your ID and here you go, kids. Like, that's the shit that I thought was crazy. Like, it's in my experience, even in Oregon, Colorado, you got to be buzzed in. Washington? Nope. Obviously, Washington State. Yes. Yeah. Well, they're so high, they're laid back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. My brother went to Colorado and he was like, I walked in, I showed him my ID, and it was like going into a bar. Yeah. Like there was a guy outside. He's like, you know, six foot eight, three hundred and fifty pounds. Let me see your ID. And he's like, mm-hmm. here you go. Okay, you can go. Yeah. I'm like, oh, well, if that's what it's going to be like, cool, no problem. So it's hey. like now. Oh shit. Yeah, but that's for medical cards. So could you open up a weed bar and have like live music? No. It, no. It, 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 or like a coffee house situation. The the only state that has places where you can smoke is Nevada, and they're and they're quote unquote private lounges. Mm-hmm. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, okay. I think you kind of have to like be part of the club. Although I don't think it's that hard to join. They're like, <laughs> you like to smoke? Hey, you want a match? But they're yeah. <laughs> part of the club, <laughs> right? But yeah, they've tried. They've tried certainly in Colorado, even, and got shut down recently. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, because that was the thing when I went to Colorado. They're like, you can't smoke it in public. You can't smoke in hotels. Yeah. Where the fuck am I supposed to smoke? I think we're at, we're likely to see that change here in Michigan. Yeah. I so mean, once the, the once the uh, the retail program is fully in effect, I mean, the amount of tax money that they could get off of uh, off of uh, vacationers, uh, people visiting this state. Yeah, that's. Know, that's the other Come thing. Come and see a fucking elk and smoke a joint. Yeah, I remember in 2014 reading articles about how tourism in Colorado was up. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. I didn't know this. I mean, in my research for our other podcast, The Weedsman, where we talk a lot about this issue, uh, Michigan actually sees more tourism than Colorado. It was, I think last year, 120 million versus 80 million in, yeah, in Colorado. Of the lakes. Yeah, so, so I mean, it's, even it's, if a portion of those are wanting to hit up the dispensaries, there should be a place where they can go and enjoy that safely. Oh, can you imagine Mackinac Island? Just getting the fun shops are going to have to, they're going to double in size. People <laughs> just getting high and like, let me get that block of peanut butter fudge, man. But good times in Michigan. Your times are coming, so to speak. Well, I like I said, I'm just I'm just thrilled that, you know, whatever it is, in a month or so, if you know, I have not that I would ever do this, law enforcement listening, but if I had a little, you know, like eighth on me or something, it was in my trunk, I don't have to worry about even if they do search me going to jail. Yeah. 
Like buying a case of no beer. No jail, no ticket. He's going to give me a stern talking to. You know what this stuff leads to? The munchies. Yeah, I know exactly what it leads to. <laughs> this stuff leads to weight gain. Yeah, well, I mean, that's another reason why I'm quite satisfied with the results of this recent election. I mean, I don't know how you want to classify a blue wave or what you want to consider as part of that. It's all really just rhetoric anyways, isn't it? What really matters is, to, did you see things pass that you think are progress, that are, are the country moving in the right direction? Did you see people get elected that you feel are more representing your views? And I saw a lot of that in my own state and outside of it. Well, I, then I guess that that would be categorized as a victory in your book. So, I mean, it, it that's pretty much what you all you can ask for. I don't think there's ever been an election I've heard someone say everything went exactly as I wanted it to go. Nobody I was rooting for lost. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that that's well, I've never I seen mean, that happen. So keep your expectations low too. <laughs> you can't be let down if you don't expect the world. Well, I wasn't expecting, you know, a flip in the Senate. So nobody really was. I, I look, I understand that I listened because of the nature of what I do. You know, uh, if you want to listen to anything besides sports talk, it's pretty much NPR, and NPR definitely leans one way. There was a whole lot of people that I was like, wow, you are like Lions fans before the first game of the season. You are putting way too high of expectations on what's going to happen. And I, and I, hearing them call in and, like, half of them were depressed that it wasn't, like I said, a bigger, like, indictment of Trump. Yeah. By by their by, by Democrats and progressives and whatever winning, half of them were like disappointed, and the other half were sounded like they were trying to sound as enthusiastic as possible. <laughs> they were like, "Well, it's about the best we can expect." You know, can't win it all in one day, and you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. And I'm just like, oh, "That's not what you were saying Monday." I listened. I know it was. Monday, it was the, the hard, we're going to go in there, we're going to sweep these, these scumbags out of office, we're going to drain the swamp our way, All I heard all that talk. And really, honestly, it's when it hit me. It is just like listening to sports talk radio before a, like a, like a big football, college football rivalry game is played. Because both sides call in and just talk shit to each other. Mm-hmm. And then the day after, one side calls in to talk shit, and the other side calls in and you know takes their lumps. And usually takes cheap shots at each other. And it was weird. It was Wednesday. It was like people from both sides were calling in, kind of going, it was kind of a push, wasn't it? Like we didn't, no one gained or lost significant ground. So that's, to, to answer your earlier, that, yes, I am shocked that more ground wasn't gained by the Democrats. And I'm really interested once they start breaking down who voted, the young people's turnout. First of all, I want to see if David Hogg voted. <laughs> If that motherfucker talked all that shit, that fetal alcohol syndrome, Frankie Muniz looking motherfucker talked all that shit. Why would you think that he wouldn't? I don't know. Maybe him and his boyfriend got some really good poppers and decided to stay in on Tuesday. I have no idea. I'm just saying. I want to see. Now you're being ageist and homophobic. No, it's (laughs) enjoy your poppers and your anal. (laughs) I don't care. I'm just saying. You just named the pocket. You just named the show. <laughs> Poppers and ale. <laughs> but no, man, it's just 
I want to, yeah, I want to see the young turnout. After all the shit they talked, I want to see. Did did were you finally the generation that backed up the talk? Because if you weren't, sit the fuck down, calm the fuck down. Okay. <laughs> Reminds me of John Waters on Bill Marshall talking about pot, and he's like, I think it should be legal. I mean, personally, I don't like it. It makes people boring. I prefer <laughs> poppers, but <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> You think, John? I'm, <laughs> I'm shocked John Waters has had experience with poppers. I, I would have never thought that. <laughs> he seemed like, seemed like such a, a nice young Christian young man. Oh, God. Oh, I wanted to ask, have either of you guys watched the anniversary special, I think it was, of, the, of Real Time? That- oh, yeah, I watched it. Okay. It was pretty I- good. I just saw it for the first time. It remind when you said John Waters, it reminded me. I think John Waters was sitting next to like some super Christian conservative on the panel one day, and they, and they yeah. showed that scene, and it was like, hey, never thought you'd be sitting next to a guy like me, huh? And it was like <laughs> <laughs> you could tell that the preacher boy was just so uncomfortable. Like, oh my god, I kind of want to fuck this guy, but God won't let me. Oh boy, like he was just sitting there, like having an internal. It was it was it was pretty funny to watch, but yeah, I, I watched it. I forgot all the shit that went on between him and Trump before Trump ever announced he was running for president. Oh yeah, the orangutan shit. Yeah, yeah. that was all pre-candidacy. Like this is not just a like, oh fuck him because you know whatever he threw his hat into the ring. No, he's pretty much been like fuck Trump since the beginning. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's that, it was it was interesting to see that, and I really liked how they brought out the old politically. Well, it start, when Trump started on the birtherism thing. Mm-hmm. That's when oh, that oh, that was his right. response to it. He said, "I demand that Trump show his birth certificate that shows that he's not the product of a human woman in an orangutan." <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Zayas and one of the, the human <laughs> slaves got together and had Donald Trump. <laughs> oh shit. But no, I thought that was a that was a great piece. I you know, they covered a good chunk of politically incorrect and the transition into real time. Yeah. And it's just crazy because, like, I know that there was definitely episodes of politically incorrect that I missed because that was it was one of those things. It was like it changed networks at one time, I think, and it was before you. I mean, you could program a VCR, but you know, who it really? used to be on ABC, right? Well, it, didn't it go to like Comedy Central at one point too? No, it started on Comedy Central. It started on Comedy Central, went to ABC, then he got fired from ABC. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because I yeah, remember- I, I watched a good chunk of that, and I think I've seen like. Damn near every episode of Real Time, I've been there all along. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, there was one season that I didn't have cable, and I had no access to to watch it online. But besides that, yeah, I've pretty much seen every episode of Real Time. But I'd forgotten that when they when Politically Incorrect started, they were trying to do skits and stuff. Like when they, they did when do they, some, yeah. Like that's when it, that's when when Chris said they were on comedy central, I'm like, Oh yeah, that's right. And they used to try to do skits. Cause it was like, Hey, we're a, we're a comedy show on comedy central. So we got to do skits. I'm so yeah, glad they got rid of it. It's, it's <laughs> interesting. I mean, definitely real time has over the, 
you know, over the last like probably five years or more, it's settled into a definite groove of where he feels like he, I think he, he has the format that is ideal, but there's definitely been an evolution even between the two shows that uh, this kind of natural progression. Well, it was funny is I remember Bill Maher before the show when he was just, just a stand up and appearing in like B movies. And I was, I could have never predicted he'd end up being like, a, you know, on the same level as John Stewart from that. You know, like his stand-up was never all that much funny to me. I was like, eh, okay. But then when he started doing politically incorrect, it fit, it fit him a lot better than his stand-up. Let's put it that way. Oh yeah, I had no idea who he was before then. I mean, I may have seen him. I'm sure I've seen a movie that he popped up in here or there, but never really noticed him. I think he was in like Amazon Women on the Moon or some shit like that. Yeah, he's been. Oh in yeah, definitely saw movies. that. <laughs> with 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 a <laughs> stunning mullet, just so glorious, man. It's just, <laughs> I'm just like, wow, dude. All right, <sighs> yeah, the '80s. I got to wonder a lot of cameras around, like there are now. But yeah, it, it oh, was. Wow. You type in Bill Maher movies. Religious, but I'm not. Let, let's just get it. Pizza Man, 1991. <laughs> DC Cab with Mr. T. Oh yeah. In 1983. House Two, the second story. Oh yeah. God. <laughs> you know, here it is. <laughs> Fucking the house movies. <laughs> Cannibal Women in the Avocado Jungle of Death. <laughs> wow, it sounds ahead of its time. Rat Boy. Oh. Yeah. So wow. he was in a lot so of So what shit. you're saying is he's been snubbed by the elites in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. He should be an Oscar winner by now. He went from house no, like to, was, to, to respected political pundit. No, I mean, thankfully he found what he was really good at. Yeah. That's, that's the other thing. Like his, his stand up before politically incorrect was just, it was not what it is now. His stand up now is it's like he takes what he takes what he talks about on the show and puts it in the stand up. This was like jokes like I'm half Catholic and half Jewish, so I take oh, yeah. a lawyer to confession. You know, it's like Well that, yeah, I mean he does he puts everything into his show. If you watch his stand up specials recently, ninety percent of that material you've heard in one form or another from his shows. He's it's not you know, it's not that he's just taking the monologue uh, jokes and and splicing them together, but a lot of the concepts that he's talking about are these things that you've heard evolve over the course of him talking about these subjects on real time. Yeah, definitely. Oh, he was in Murder She Wrote. <laughs> he did a couple of co- two episodes. It's the corpse. <laughs> two episodes. Yeah. He was on long it's enough to part. have it. He's, he's long enough. I'm long he enough to on, have it. Did an episode of Newhart. He did, he did an episode of Max Headroom. Oh, nice. The TV movie Club Med. <laughs> what was that crazy one? It wasn't Amazon Women's on the Moon. It was is, Cannibal. Is, was it cannibal uh, Women in the... We, we just had it. Hold on. Think about the Avocado Jungle. Yeah, can, Cannibal Women in the Avocado Jungle of Death. <laughs> <laughs> I swear I've seen that movie on like HBO or something. Like back in the day, or maybe Comedy Central played it when his show was on there. He's shown clips of it on the on uh, real time, and yeah, it's as bad as, <laughs> as it sounds. 
<laughs> is acting, uh, calling it stiff as being polite. The government hires a feminist at the local university to track down the piranha women living in the uncharted avocado jungle, westernmost outpost of San Bernardino, to convince them to move to a reservation condo in Malibu. She hires a guide at the edge of the jungle, a male chauvinist pig, and they have many arguments about men and women as they work their way in and eventually confront the piranha women. Sounds like a piece of shit. <laughs> Sounds like someone got high and was like, hey, man, let's make a movie and just threw shit at a wall and was like, okay, yep, make them a chauvinist, make her a feminist, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. It, if it's the one I'm thinking of, it's really bad. <laughs> It's really, really bad, man. Like, if it came out today, we wouldn't be allowed to not like it. Well, no, it's, but it's, I don't, if, if I'm thinking of the right movie, which I really do, it's not even like it knows it's bad, bad. Like, it takes itself seriously. Oh, yeah. And that's what makes it so much worse. If it, if it was all tongue-in-cheek, like, we know we're making a piece of shit, that's one thing. But, I mean, it's like, no, they, they were, someone thought they were going to make money off of this. No, this poster looks like they thought it was a serious movie. Yeah. So, all right. I guess this is the part where I remind everybody that we are on Twitter at Unregimented Pod. Email us, Unregimented at ChristopherMedia.net. I see the numbers every week. They keep going up. I don't know what the fuck's going on, but, you know, four years in, we're catching fire. I don't know what the fuck that means. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week. See ya. Later. If you like this show, please tell a friend. Please follow us on Twitter and like and share us on Facebook by searching for Christopher Media. You can subscribe to all ChristopherMedia.net shows for free on ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate and comment on all your favorite Christopher Media shows. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. And thank you for listening. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net.